When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In honor of our next episode, I just want to briefly announce that I now own all the next-gen systems. (laughs) PS4, on its way. Xbox One, it's there. Wii U, it is also somewhere in my house. I mean, you can call it, it's a current gen system. I mean, I wouldn't call Wii U a next gen per se. <laughs> well, well, as far as Wii U is concerned, that's, I think that's on par with the Xbox original. <laughs> the original <laughs> Xbox? <laughs> yeah. We're going to be rolling out a really monstrously large controller pretty soon. Yeah. I'm going to play. Does feel natural in your hand? I'm going to play Fusion Friends. Oh, wait, they already have that. It's called the GamePad. What? Well, well, yeah. uh, Alright everybody, welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And this week we have a very special episode. That's right. 40 minutes of Brandon playing the, the mouth sounds harp. No, this week we are celebrating all that is video games with our first annual apathetic enthusiasm e3 award show (laughs) that's 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 all that's all the text like going to the onto the screen like first annual (laughs) award show uh yeah so we decided to mix up the format a little bit this week and uh we knew we wanted to talk strictly e3 and cover all the new announcements that have come out in the the gaming world so we decided to present it as an award show we have uh looked at all of the announcements and even gotten some information from you guys that are listening and are now going to present by category the best of e3 2015 we've we've got we've got all our presenters up they're ready to go yeah they're they're you and me (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the, it. They're backstage right now, <laughs> rehearsing their lines. We we've got the teleprompter set up. It's gonna be a great. We're show. wearing tuxedos. Uh, Still, we have we have wine. Uh, uh, we've got we've got a nice Chianti that yes. uh, was was donated to us. Yeah, we did we did a recording gig on the side, and that was our <laughs> that was our payment. So. Yeah, she's like, oh, I really want to pay you guys, and we're like. Oh, mm, booze. Do you have works? We, we like to drink. <laughs> it's like, here, here's a bottle of wine. Done. All right. Uh, anything, any initial 
E3 thoughts that you want to uh, get out of the way before we move into the categories, or, or do you just want to jump right in? Um, initial thoughts. I would say that I, I can't remember the last E3 that I I paid such close attention to, and I don't know if that's because of the podcast <laughs> or if it I was... It certainly at, didn't hurt. <laughs> or, or, or if I was uh, genuinely interested um, about about that the goings on. Yeah, I, I've heard um, from several sources that this was um, a much better E3 than some, than some in recent past. Yeah. Uh, one of those dealing uh, sort of in the way that, that women were involved in it, just uh, you have the you know Gamergate issues that have kind of plagued the industry uh, over the last year, and the companies that were presenting you know, definitely got out in front of it by having a lot of women out to, um, in the keynotes sort of presenting things. And then also just, we're seeing a lot more games that feature female characters and things like that. So trying to open up the diversity of gaming a little bit, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm finally glad to see, you know, a game based off of a, uh, like an Indiana Jones almost type character, (laughs) but, um, but, but it's a woman. Right. Yeah, I mean it's completely new. Yeah, and she's she's like raiding like like graves like tombs and stuff and like stuff. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called uh, Last Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I know that you had the opportunity to uh, guest on a a live podcast this week. That is with right. Some of the folks over at geekade.com uh, where you can find apathetic enthusiasm as well as many other podcasts and articles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we've been very much steeped in, in all that is E3 over the last week or so. We are like an Earl Grey. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's my I'm, middle name. I don't think I've had Earl Grey actually. So a friend of mine, when he was moving, he's like, Hey, I've got a bunch of Earl Grey. Do you, do you want it? <laughs> and I said, Sure. I'll take I'll take all that Earl Grey. Did you know it was tea at the time? I yeah I, I did, <laughs> and I think I I think I wanted to experience it. And I I just I just never got around to it. All right, so this episode wine, next episode Earl Grey. Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, without any further ado, let's get right into the categories. And first up, we are going to be talking about the best Microsoft exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, this is what we, uh, collaboratively, excuse me, collaboratively decided was the best exclusive announcement for Microsoft. Um, and that is envelope, please. (laughs) In the 2015 (laughs) apathetic award for best Microsoft exclusive goes to rise of the tomb Raider. Yes. Um, we went back and f- yay! Come on up, come on. Up. Uh, uh, laugh track. Uh, we don't have La- we don't have Lara Croft here, so uh, she can't pr- give any sort of speech. But um, no. yeah, we we went back and forth on this a little bit, and and honestly, sort of disagreed on whether or not it qualified for this category. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is marketed by Microsoft as an exclusive. Um, but it is a it is it is in fact a timed exclusive. Right. So at some point in the future, Tomb Raider will go to the other systems. Yeah, system. Uh, I will say system. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> expecting Rise of the Tomb Raider for the Wii U <laughs> at uh, any point. I'm expecting Tomb Raider one for the Wii U. <laughs> uh, maybe if we're lucky. <laughs> no, 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 no telling at this point. Uh, um, yeah, but if you 
especially what they showed in the keynote and and um, just throughout the week. Really great looking game. Um, I watched some of the gameplay footage. They showed some like uh, just beginning of the game uh, gameplay where Laura is ascending the this ice yeah icy mountain mm-hmm. looking for some hidden city um and it looks awesome yeah i mean there there are points in it where i was watching a, a gameplay trailer and i was like is this cinematics or is this right like i it was hard to distinguish so is, is this real or is this just fantasy is this real life <laughs> um i th- i think and, and the, one of the reasons why this is an exclusive for Microsoft is because they put up a lot of money. Microsoft is actually developing this game in-house. Um, it could be asked, is this their answer for the Uncharted series on Sony? Um, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you could ask that question, um, but Sony will still get it eventually. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So. I. Yeah, you know, I, I could see them maybe trying to push it in that direction, but uh, you know, it, it's interesting with with Tomb Raider too. Like, you know, we Tomb Raider started on the PlayStation, obvi, hashtag as, obvi, as we all know. And uh, you know, so it, it's it's weird that now you know now it's going over to to Microsoft to to start. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting because I think this game, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, is supposed to take place chronologically right after the original Tomb Raider game. So I think they're 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 mixing it. Are you talking about like like the ninety six Tomb Raider I game? I think so. Yeah. Maybe not. I no, I I think that's supposed to take place after like the reboot of Tomb Raider. Oh okay. The, the that one that came out, out yeah, like yeah. a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. I I misread that then. Yeah it's that it's, would be great though, right? <laughs> if they went back yeah. not only in timeline but also in style. Right. And it was just like <laughs> Heavy pixelation. Blocky. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, fit, fit right in with Star Fox, uh, <laughs> which we'll probably get to at some point. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rise of the Tomb Raider, this game is released uh, November 10th of this year, 2015. Um, I'll probably pick it up, assuming between now and then I actually get an Xbox one. Here's here's hoping. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Um, Hashtag hoping. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to like Microsoft. Every every, every award show has just like a ton of hashtags nowadays <laughs> yeah. at the bottom. So so I'm just yeah. gonna I'm I'm gonna be the banner. You're the gonna, lower third that just yeah. shows all the hashtags. Just picture my face scrolling on the on the bottom of the screen with a hashtag next to it. So so as you're listening, brand tag. We'll you do can, brand you can, tag. The official hashtag for the event is Apathusiast E3, and then you can also hashtag each category. And also your favorite form of pastry. Just just put that in there just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, what is our next category, Brandon? Our next category is Best Sony Exclusive. Travis, would you do the honors? Oh, let me just... That's, is that an envelope or is that you playing with yourself? <laughs> and the winner is The Last Guardian. Um this was the very first thing that Sony announced at their presentation and it had a lot of people excited. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people that were not in this garage, but (laughs) (laughs) however many people were in that audience and around the, and around the the world, audible gasps, everyone, (laughs) everyone took a breath. (gasps) It's really happening. 
Yeah. Uh, for those of you that do not know what The Last Guardian is, this is a uh, spiritual successor, as it as it as, as there sometimes as it were as it as whiz. it is um, <laughs> to uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, it's it's not exactly a, a direct sequel, right? But as, it is in that same it, vein as uh, what is it? Eco, yeah. So Eco Shadow Shadows of the Colossus. Um, Last Guardian is is the next in that uh, in that spiritual series. Uh, one one of the things that I think was most um, sort of created that excitement for people, especially the fans that were in the crowd, was this game has been in development for like eight years. Yeah. So yeah. people have been waiting for it. People have been excited about it. That the game itself has had some issues with 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 release. Right. Um, but. It's announced. It's coming. It's it's going to be here in 2016. I'm. I like the idea of this game. Um, was not personally super impressed with the visuals that they presented in the demo. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 been in development for a long time, so the graphics reflect that it's yes. been in de- development limbo for almost I, a I decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. You know, but so for a lot of people out there, even even me, like I know uh, what Shadows of the Colossus and Eco are. And when Last Guardian came up, I was like, I don't actually, I don't actually know what this is. You know, <laughs> let me let me hit the Wikipedia. Real it's quick. a it's a fairly generic title. You sure. Know? <clears throat> and uh, so so after I did a little bit of reading, I was like, oh oh cool awesome. I still need to play the first you know the first <laughs> two. Um, so but I mean. For for those out there who um, who have experienced those games and are they've been they've been waiting. Yeah, no, they're you know. deeply invested in that content. And, and uh, graphics aside, I think the gameplay and sort of the platforming elements and the things that are going to be yeah. included in the game will more than make up for you know the polished graphics that you may see in some yeah games exclusively developed for a next gen console. And, and you know, and you know it's not going to get released until at least probably mid-year 2016 if not, if not later. So there's there's definitely time to polish up those graphics sure, and sure. uh you know and and make and make, you know, the joke that Falcor is in it. Uh, make him that look great. Giant dog <laughs> bird lizard thing. Atreyu! <laughs> With a look dragon on your side. <laughs> I don't I don't know the line. Uh, I did just watch that movie like in the last month though. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I bought it on Blu-ray and showed it to my kids. But and and they and they were scared to death. I try you. Though you yeah. know what the, those statues always freaked me out. Uh like the truth statues yeah. or whatever where you had to like believe in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I know I would die cuz <laughs> I don't believe You're like much. I got I no. We've been doing this for 19 episodes and <laughs> I still, still not confident. <laughs> Have confidence, Brandon. <laughs> uh, uh. Laser blast. Yeah. All right. I'm your only host now of apathetic enthusiasm. Oh. Brandon is a pile of ash. Ash. <laughs> I'm such an ash hole. Hey, oh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, up next, our final exclusive category, and this one goes to Nintendo, uh, representing the best Nintendo exclusive. The winner is, and this is something I think we both agree on, which obviously because we both 
We, no, because we talked about it and right. we decided that we agreed that this is the, uh, the one. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super Mario Maker. Hands down. Hands. The thing I am most excited about yeah. uh, from Nintendo in the next year, this, probably. This game, if you guys haven't seen this this game, so it's basically uh, like a Mario level maker. You, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. Like you, you, uh, it gives you the tools to make... Uh, Mario levels, um, and there's there's two different views. There's like eight bit, and there's now the the new Mario. Uh, look looking into it a little bit further, I think they have like four skins on it now. Oh, really? So you can do like original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. You can do like like uh, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Uh oh. There's uh, Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. There's Mario Paint. Uh, nah, I'm joking. I don't I'm throw that. Was on there. <laughs> just yeah. joking about that. Um, but yeah. So I mean, throughout the last thirty years of yeah. of Mario. That's awesome. Yeah. Um you can you can really and and the other thing is they're incorporating all the enemies, all the different platform styles and things that have become well known throughout the series. Yeah. You can do that and 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 incorporate those into your own levels and and whether it's skinned as a original Super Mario Brothers yeah. or or something that's a little bit more recent. And so. and I, and I know they're actually they're making um 2D versions of some of the 3D only characters. I can't. You can't think of any. Off I hand. can't think of which one it was, but uh, you know, there's there's a couple that are like they they take the 3D and they made it into a 2D right. model. Um, they're doing. I mean, this game is really based off of the tools that the original creators of Super Mario Brothers, like the things that they have used yeah. to develop these games. I mean, 30 years ago, it was all graph paper, and um, you know, they had. If they wanted to change a level, they <laughs> yeah. had to like put like uh, trace tracing paper over it yeah. to to change it. But yeah, the real cool thing about it is like you know those guys when they were originally designing all this stuff. You're right; they're using graphing paper and stuff like that. Like we're actually in the game, and we're like, uh, oh, let's tap here, let's move the block over one. Yeah. Right, yeah, one little, like, little like one little segment, and then tap again. Okay, now let's test it out. Like, oh, that's still a little bit too far, you know? Yeah, oh, that jump isn't quite working out right. Let me on the fly make an edit, yeah, yeah. And, and change the way the level kind of feels. Egg, I'm, exactly. I've played. I played a lot of Minecraft for a couple of years. I, yeah. I started. I started doing things where I was creating like you're the you're the level design champ. Yeah, I made some dungeons and stuff for people on my uh, multiplayer uh, world to kind of play through and stuff. So right. for me, the opportunity to have a game that takes probably my personal favorite franchise of all time and and allow me to make my own levels and and share that and and download other people's levels. I'm I'm stoked about that. I I will be getting that. As yeah. soon as it's available. Yeah, and and there's uh, I read about it. There's a, there's a couple other modes with it. There's um there's a hundred live, hundred level, uh, mode in there. So like custom levels that people have made, uh, hundred levels. You get a hundred lives, and you try to get as far as you can through through the game. That's that. I think that's awesome, and I I think that it's a necessary component to the game because yeah, absolutely realistically they're gonna sell this to people and. If it's just a tool for making Mario levels, I think that could get stale for some for some people after a while. Right. Um, so the ability to actually play through other levels and kind of have new challenges that are that are presented to you throughout the game. I my question legitimately is yeah. 
what does this mean for the future of side-scrolling Super Mario Brothers? Like, they're giving us the keys to the kingdom, right? The Mushroom the, Kingdom. The, the Seven Kingdoms. Well, the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean. Well, I guess there's eight. Is there eight? I don't know. Well, uh, you, there's usually eight levels is what I'm, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> Are they are they just crowdsourcing their their Mario games now? Like, hey guys, we're kind of we're kind of over it. So here's here's how we make them. Yeah, just knock yourselves out. Well, you know, I they don't they haven't been making traditional side scrollers really. Well, I mean, the Super Mario Brothers uh, U came out. That was a launch title for the Wii U. So and that was four players. Um, yeah, I mean that was really the last side-scrolling Mario, right? Yeah, but I, I think, you know, if you think about the the more innovative Mario titles in the past five, ten years, you know, Super Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, you know, uh, every, every once in a while they they throw a new Mario U, not as, Mario, as as my kids would call it, Mario Cats, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the Super Mario Brothers 3D World, yeah, like they'll throw in extra ones of those, but. The, the real innovation of those games, you know, it's it's in the 3D and doing something random like right. trying to yeah. clean up ink with water. Sure, yeah. But that's that's taken over by Splatoon, and that's a whole different episode. So. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, so those are our first three categories. Those are the exclusives, guys. Let, let us know what you think. Do you, do you agree? Do you completely disagree? Um, hit us up in the comments. Moving on, we're going to get into Moving some on. more specialized categories. Uh, and first up is best design. Uh, a little explanation on this category. This is this is what me and Brandon decided uh, sort of had the best look, the best. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean this this is a game that sort of is doing something different and uh, and visually has has something unique about it. So yeah, I I th- I think. Um, you know, there's there's so many different types of design. You know, we talked about Super Mario Maker with level design and stuff like that. Uh, and Travis and I agreed, like, we wanted to go in, like, a more artistic direction. For sure. Um, so, with that in mind, best design goes to... Cuphead. Cuphead. <laughs> Microsoft, Xbox One exclusive, and on Steam. It'll be well, Yeah, sure. Uh, this is a game, Cuphead. If you haven't seen video of this game yet, so cool. you need to go fire up the YouTube machine. So I check cool. it out. Uh, this is this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, classic <laughs> animation, 1930s style, like silly symphonies and um, sort of like the old like Betty Boop type, like that era <laughs> of, of cartoons. Uh, the it's just such a great look and, and what the, the folks over at studio MDHR have done is they have created a run and gun style game with that looks like you're basically playing in one of these cartoons. Yeah. If, if you guys go out there and you look at the, the trailers for this, the trailer for this game, you know, it, it looks like a cartoon. Like there's a part where there's a, there's a guy on a pirate ship. And they're they're shooting at him, and it looks like Bluto from Popeye, yeah. right? And and if you just saw it, and you weren't looking at video games, and you just saw it passing by, you wouldn't think it was a game. You would be like, "Oh, why are they showing this classic cartoon that's right a, now?" That's a really busy looking cartoon. <laughs> yeah. There are tons of stuff flying across yeah. the screen. My head has exploded. <laughs> 
Um, a little, a little background, a little bit of the um, plot line of this uh, game. If you really need it, these are there are two heroes in the game. Uh, I think it's like Cuphead and Mugman or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their heads are actually cups. Um, and and mug. Yes. Uh, they. <laughs> They make some sort of deal with the devil and lose and are forced to do his bidding. Um, I think that's it. That's, that, that's it. it. Yeah. Uh, the cart, the cartoon look to it um, is, is really impressive. Something I really like about it is it's almost hard to differentiate the characters that you're playing or playing against yeah. uh, from the background or the environments in the game, which I, I feel like it's probably pretty hard to do. Um, but I mean, it just, it seems really seamless. It in, in a lot of these games, you can kind of tell like, all right, here's where my guy is. That's the background. It's separate. I mean, it, the art style in this game, it really looks integrated and looks like one seamless sort of piece of animation, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, you, um, I think another thing about the game too is, um, I think their focus from from an interview I, I watched with them um, is like it it's almost boss battles like that's that's mm-hmm. their primary eff- emphasis in the game um, and you can see that from uh, the trailers like any kind of big character that they're fighting is another boss so I right. talked about the Bluto there's like a giant carrot there's a there's a bird and a some sort of like boxing bur- frog or something <laughs> yeah uh, screaming mermaid thing yeah and 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 i see see the one i'm like oh that's kind of cool and i see another one i'm like oh cool and then i see like five more i'm like they're still coming yeah there's still more (laughs) um so yeah it's it's awesome i the other the other thing i've heard from folks that were actually at e3 and able to to get a chance to play the game is they say it's really pretty difficult uh this is not going to be a game uh despite the cartoonish looking uh art style yeah. This is going to be a challenging game that that will take several attempts to probably get through. So yeah, the uh, again in that same interview, the the creator was saying that you know they're inspired by the old school hardcore gaming, so they want that to be a part of it. I'm excited. Uh, Cuphead will be released at some point in 2016. I think they're aiming for the first half of 2016, but uh we will see that is again an exclusive for xbox and steam i think right sooner now. than later that's what hey. i want um all right how uh, you, how you feeling oh i'm are you asking me or the, the i'm listeners? asking you um uh, i'm feeling i'm i'm feeling pretty canty <laughs> uh, we've still got like an eighth of a bottle left so all don't. right don't yeah. spill don't, it don't. is what you're is what you're telling <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it came really close to getting all over my <laughs> shoes. I'm just saying. Um, all right, all right. Ne- next, next. Let, let's move on to our next category. One of the one of the, one of the the biggest things and and most uh, anticipated things in these E3 events is the surprises, the things that we weren't necessarily expecting. Right. Um, this year was uh, no different, and there were a couple games that that I think fans weren't expecting to see this year. Yeah. Uh, we had one game though, that we felt was the biggest surprise of E3. Um, and that was drum roll. I'm pretending to do a drum roll right your, now. Your rock band drums are like two feet to my <laughs> right. So I yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. a drum roll. But. You, you can, but it would sound like plastic yeah, it will. hitting, hitting wooden <laughs> sticks. 
Um, the biggest surprise of E3 2015, I think I think everybody can agree with this. Anybody who pays attention to video games, <laughs> Fallout 4. Fallout 4. Yeah, I I agreed with you as well. Um, there was there was a moment where I questioned whether or not this was going to be uh, our biggest surprise. A, a nomination oh, yeah. in this category because truthfully we found out about Fallout 4 about a week ahead of yeah. E3. Yeah. Um, they did the the teaser on their website and then released a short teaser trailer uh, about a week ahead of E3. Yeah, that's right. Um, they were uh, Bethesda was the first you know major uh, presentation of E3 where they, they actually came out on Sunday and day negative sh- one. Yes. Showed, showed off a lot about not only fallout, but also doom and some other um, stuff that they're releasing. But all of that said, I was not expecting a new fallout Four game. Not, not only this year to be released this year, but even to be announced this year. Right. So for, for, them to come out and have this fully developed, really fleshed out, very exciting looking game. Um, I was pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I've read that people who have been paying attention to Fallout 4, they're like, well, it's not, it wasn't really a surprise. Uh, there's casting calls for people in Boston and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Not everybody scours the internet looking for every single clue they can. That's like me saying that John Locke in season six of lost, like that I knew he was the smoke monster, like spoiler. If you haven't watched all of lost, like you're listening to the wrong podcast, <laughs> turn this off, go to Netflix, start season one. No, now guys don't, now. don't stop listening now. Don't, no, don't stop listening now. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. So follow four. It is coming. It is coming this year. Uh, officially announced about you, a week ahead. But you know what i I think that's probably the biggest surprise is that not that Fallout Four was coming out, but that it's coming out this fall, November tenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, it, you can play it. It's here. It's that's here. It's mere months away. And a side note: the fact that they released, they announced, and released Fallout Shelter in like the same time. <sighs> That's that's awesome. We've, to me. We have both been playing Fallout Shelter every day since. Killed so many people. <laughs> I've killed so many. I I will admit I am on my second <laughs> shelter because the first shelter did not go so well. Yeah. The first vault had some issues. We got a little ambitious. I have I have ten people exploring the wasteland <laughs> just so you don't have to produce food. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. They're all gonna die. Um, but Fallout Four, uh, it is coming. It will. Uh, this this time cent- center around the the Boston area. Uh, vault one eleven is the vault that your character emerges from about two hundred years after the nuclear war. Yeah, how that happens we're, we won't get into because we don't know. Um, start starts before the war, and that's where you create your character. And then uh, then after some crazy shiz happens, you end up in the vault, and then you wake up two hundred years later. Yeah, they 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 did an extensive bit uh, in the presentation, kind of showing how you develop your character, how you can customize what your character looks like, um, the the process for setting your your stats and all those things. Yeah, some of that stuff I'm pretty pumped about. Some of it 
you know, it's just kind of formalities for get, getting into the game. Right. Uh, also announced is a collector's edition of Fallout 4, the Pip-Boy edition, which will come Pip-Pip. with a physical Pip-Boy that you can actually put on your wrist. Uh, you can put your smartphone into it and then download an app and actually have a working Pip-Boy on your <laughs> wrist that you can use to control uh, anything that you would use the in-game pit boy yeah. for. So, uh, what, uh, one of our our contributor, uh, Iceman. I don't know Frostman. I, I forget <laughs> what your nickname is. I don't know. You you have to remind me. But uh, um, one one of his favorite moments from from E three was when the uh, uh, during their presentation, he's like, "I don't like gimmicky stuff," <laughs> but uh, pardon me, I didn't get the quote right. But like, this is the best effing gimmick <laughs> yeah yeah right uh and he's got a point now me personally i'm i'm not sure that i'm gonna spend the amount of dollars re- required for a plastic pit boy right but you better believe i'm gonna download that app to my phone oh yeah and, and utilize the second screen experience um so yeah i'm i told you this earlier but fallout 4 I was already looking at an Xbox One. Yeah. I was already thinking, you know what? It's about time to upgrade to a next-gen console. Battlefront had me really excited. As soon as Fallout 4 was announced, I was like, you know what? It's happening. Between now and November, <laughs> I will have an Xbox I'm, One. I'm there. It's done. I'm there. Um, anything else you want to say about this this title? Uh, no, not, not off the top of my head. All right. Uh Moving on from our biggest surprise of E3 is a category that uh, it's not exactly positive, um, but this is our our biggest meh meh of of E3. This is this is sort of the game that I mean maybe it's a big announcement, maybe it's something that got a lot of press, but we're just kind of eh, yeah, you know, whatever. There there are a lot of games out there that we're kind of meh about, you know. Sure. Um, this particular game, I know a lot of people like it, and I, I just don't feel that it has evolved as much as, as as much as I think it can. Sure. It could it, it could have. Uh, um, so with that in mind, the the winner quote winner <laughs> of the biggest meh of E three twenty fifteen is, uh, we're 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 going with Halo Five. Guardians. Guardians, yes. Yeah. Um, now, before before you throw your podcast listening device against the <laughs> wall and unsubscribe, let us let us state our case. Let, let, <laughs> gunk, 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 the gavel. <laughs> All right, the bailiff's bringing us in. Um, yeah. So, Halo Five. Um, Man, it's uh, a Halo game. I, so here's the here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal, Travis. I'm, I'm playing with my hair right now. I'm playing with my hair because it stresses me out. <laughs> because, you know, I, I say it's our biggest meh. Um, because, ah, it's it's Halo. Yeah. Like, I like I like playing Halo games, and I end up buying every Halo game. Sure. But I don't do it because I am like, whoa, this game, this game is revolutionizing. Did you see the new Halo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're fighting the flood again. <laughs> uh, check this out. Uh, Cortana. She's going crazy. Yeah. 
earth shattering. Here, there's going to be some warthogs in this one. <laughs> um, to be fair, Halo Five Guardians has some some very interesting things. Uh, kind of going for it. They they are introducing this war zone multiplayer that's going to be like giant, like twenty five on twenty five, uh, massive multiplayer environments where they have NPCs that populate the the map as well right. as other players so you so know, so you it's so like you and i will be on separate teams with 24 other people right uh on each of our team and then there'll be like the flood or the covenant or whatever other and aliens are out there yeah and, and just so, doing their own thing so that's just another obstacle kind of another thing that you have to deal with as you're also trying to get as many you know triple kills right as you can Right. Um, and I, and I and I guess the whole plot behind the game is uh um the master chief he's gone missing. And so this other Spartan Spartan Locke is is trying to find him to find out what's going on. Okay. Um so uh master chief is actually kind of they consider him kind of a rogue, like okay. not not a good guy. Okay. So they're they're trying to figure out what what's going on and um so they're hunting him down. Don't get us wrong, guys. Halo is a... Don't get us wrong. We'll probably buy the game. Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance we will be playing it. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> but I'm raising my shoulders and my hands are going, eh, it's Halo. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. Whatever. You know, cool. We'll play it. So uh, if you are looking forward to Halo and you completely disagree with it, uh, with this award, uh, you can pick the game up in October on October 27th of this year for the Xbox One. Um, moving on. I, we're, generally, I think that um, for most game sites, they would they would call us crazy for for suggesting it's our biggest meh. Yeah, and and we had a lot of other quote nominees, I guess, for this category. Um, but I think a lot, of, and and this is something that you really have to realize as as we go through these awards is our gaming history is, is not the same as your gaming history. That's true. Um, we call us, call us crazy. Uh, <laughs> Hey, nice segue. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the games that we're excited about aren't necessarily the same as, I mean, for two guys that haven't owned a PlayStation console in years, Since if PS2. ever, yeah. um, you know, we just don't get as, as fired up about all the Sony stuff. That said, we ended up picking an Xbox title for our big smash. So anyway, <laughs> call us crazy. Call Moving it, on. Call us crazy. The the craziest idea category. This is this is a category that uh, that features what what we feel is sort of the most off the wall, outside of the norm game to be announced at E three, um, and the winner. Of the craziest idea goes to. It's a PS4 exclusive. It's called Dreams. Dreams. Um, for those of you that didn't get to see Dreams presented, uh, this is developed by Media Molecule. The, those are the same folks that brought us Little Big Planet. Yep. A staple of the PlayStation environment. And um, a lot of people love that game because it gives you the opportunity to create and, and build levels and, and do uh, different things like that. They're back with another creative game, uh, much more open, much more sort of honestly, it, it took me almost a week 
to wrap your head around it to kind of figure out what this game was yeah um it basically what what dreams is is an open world environment an open dreamscape if you will uh where users can go in and through some pretty innovative tools using uh the motion control of the ps4 and uh different input methods they have like i think some pre-built heads and stuff they can stick on characters but yeah. you you build an environment you build these characters you almost sketching or sculpting um using some interesting creation tools mm-hmm. uh and you can create people and environments and things like that and then like for the the characters you actually animate them through like some sort of puppetry like yeah they almost turn the the ps4 controller into like a marionette like handle type thing and you're and you're you're using puppetry to kind of yeah animate these these creatures creations that you've made there 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 are gonna be so many like uh team america type (laughs) type marionette stuff going on uh yeah and so you make your your dream environment and then it's there in the game and available for you and other people to explore so you can kind of move through uh, different worlds and different things and you, see you, very trippy stuff and see very make sense kind of stuff but it's really up to the people that are playing to create the environments that you're checking out yeah you you can you can almost incept other people Ayo. Ayo. Yeah, you have to go deeper uh you know the thing about inception uh, <laughs> side note you know why why weren't there any like like super surreal things in, in inception because I've had some pretty trippy dreams. I, maybe maybe it's just because like they were in that that one the son in Inception. Like he was a businessman. Yeah. Like he's focused on numbers. Uh huh. He's focused on staying out of the red and, just, and making them dollar, dollar bills. Just logic. So I mean, he's just a really straightforward guy. Yeah. Doesn't have time for your fanciful <laughs> mythical dreams. He's dreaming about rainy New York streets. Yeah. And snowy. Snowy peaks, peaks, and <laughs> hotel rooms. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess you know. Um, when I think of Inception, I know we're getting away from you know E three, but you know, I, I think Rick and Morty <laughs> has a has a much more accurate uh, depiction of what a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream would be. Yeah, it gets pretty weird. Yeah, after a little yeah. while, um, go go for some scary coitus. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have plenty more to say about Rick and Morty here in in, in future episodes so, someday. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we could even possibly do dreams justice by describing it here on no. the podcast. That that's something they have to go out and, and, yeah. and act and not just look at the because I looked at the I watched the 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 trailer and I was like, oh cool, there's a guy playing piano. Oh, there's a polar bear. Um, oh, there's just some now, weird speeder bike battle thing yeah. a teddy bear fighting goblins now or, now the piano guy has a polar bear head you know it was, it was weird so what you need to do is you need to go to to the e3 presentation where uh this uh kindly british gentleman explained <laughs> one it. of the developers yeah um and he actually he actually shows what what the game does and so i i think if you if you're interested go check that out yeah this 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 game still doesn't have a release date um they said that they're going to present more, I think, at Paris Games Week and, yeah, and, and right. I'm sure at future events coming up. But definitely, as far as crazy ideas go, uh, Dreams t- 
takes the cake for E3 2015. Takes the dream cake. We're we're uh, wrapping up. We only have a few more categories left. Uh, this next category does not deal with specific game titles. This is not. We're not talking software here, per se. We're talking hardware, right? Right. So, um, we're we're not we're not talking about the games. We're talking about the systems, right? And so this next game, or this, I'm sorry, this next. We just category. we just established this. <laughs> uh, this next category is best console update. Um, I mean, just saying that I think there was really one major console update that got a lot of press this year, but the winner for us, uh, probably hands down, right? I I think easily is Xbox One backwards compatibility. Yeah, I, here's why that it's. It's a game changer, uh, but for for a lot of people who are still in that that old generation and they're on the fence of like, well, I do want to buy a new system, but I have all these games. I have however many reasons for not wanting to get a new system. I think the backwards compatibility, being able to take your disc that you own for the 360 and assuming they they have the compatibility for it on the Xbox One, be able to play it on there that's that that decides it for them yeah i i think for me there are definitely games that we still play very frequently in my household um Mm -hmm. on the 360 and for me to upgrade say the living room and put an xbox one in there uh those 360 games are still gonna want to be played yeah um so that that either leaves me with the option of having two xboxes in my living room not ideal (laughs) uh moving the xbox into another room which works but you know then you're limited you know my the the good tv as it were is is in the living room yeah uh so for you to be able to kind of play those older titles um on your xbox one i mean it makes it makes a lot of sense yeah uh the way that xbox is executing this x Acuting this uh, uh, <laughs> is they actually a lot of these tonight. <laughs> uh, they built basically an emulator. They built an Xbox 360 emulator that runs on the Xbox One. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's taking care of the last of that Chianti. Um, yeah, and so when you put in an Xbox 360 disc into your Xbox One, um, it will actually pull up this emulation. And allow you to play it uh, natively on the Xbox One. It brings up like a little mini, almost 360 dashboard. Yeah. Um, but it also allows you all of the features that exist on the Xbox One that people have kind of gotten used to, whether it's streaming gameplay or or you know sharing stuff with friends. Yeah. Uh, all of that still exists as well. So it's it's almost like you're getting an even deeper experience with playing an Xbox 360 game on an Xbox One. Right, and um, here another cool thing about it is for those who are like, well, I mean, I still can't play multiplayer with them. Incorrect. You can. You are wrong. You are you you are dead wrong. <laughs> um, so for those for those games out there on the 360 that still have servers that support them, you can play your 360 games with people who are emulating their old games on the Xbox One. Yeah, so you with an Xbox One in your living room, you can play multiplayer against me with an Xbox 360. Yes. Seamless, no issues. Um, 
I'm pretty pumped about this. I'm I'm really glad they did that. This is sort of the only real next gen console that has true backwards compatibility. Yeah. Um. So so PlayStation. Uh. I was talking to the Geek Aid guys, Dean and Chris, uh, on on Tuesday about this, and we we were kind of um, we were kind of confused about the the I, I use quotes uh backwards compatibility for the PS4 and uh Iceman Frostman Frost Tips uh <laughs> contributor guy uh you know he he helped explain it a little bit to me so they have they have uh PS4 has like a streaming service so you can play a lot of these old games streaming but that's the thing they're streaming so us here in Hawaii we have crappy internet generally um uh, true so well, he was saying he likes to play racing games and there's Sometimes there's like a second delay. Ooh, you know, you just can't have for you, a game like you that. You can if you're you're trying to drift them corners. <laughs> you know, um, trying so, to leave some paint on the walls. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely you know there's there's definitely a difference there, and um, you know Nintendo they have their their virtual console, and um, yeah, I I've, think this is the first. Well, I mean the Wii U has backwards compatibility to an extent. Yeah, I mean it's it's clunky and it's kind of. Difficult. Some, sometimes I'm, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, with with these consoles and the way things are moving in video games, digital distribution, not just in video games, but in everything, is sort of the future. Um, and it's hard to sell a system that where they say, you know what, the only thing you can play on this is the new games that were that were made exclusively for it. Yeah. Um. I, I really feel like uh, as these games continue to to be available over streaming services or things like that, I, I the excuses for why you can't have a back catalog of classic titles on your system, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm glad that right. Xbox listened to their fans, listened to the people that are using their system and brought this out. Um, right now there are 18 confirmed titles that will be part of this backwards compatibility yeah uh they're 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 not all great no no they're not (laughs) um they're currently doing sort of a uh fan voting thing Mm -hmm. i think over on xbox.com or something like that where you can actually vote for the titles that that you want most to to see in the backwards compatibility library um but hopefully at launch they're planning to have about 100 titles and i'm sure that will grow over time uh yeah but sometime in the fall, no exact date yet, but fall 2015, uh, expect backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. Awesome. All right. All right. So from here, we move on to a little bit of a... We're, we're changing it up. We're going back to video games here. Yes. And maybe a little bit of a pop culture. Well, yeah. Some, some, me- some, some movies. Medias. Yeah. This is a true apathetic enthusiasm category. For the, <laughs> uh, uh so with that in mind, we're moving to best licensed game or best adapted screenplay. Yeah, I threw down the, the title best adapted screenplay just because, you know, you got to have one of those. <laughs> you you got Um But yes, this is the best licensed title, basically uh, a game that that draws its source material from some other content. T- TV, movie, movie. So I'm going to give you guys a half a second to guess what movie or tv show this category would go to it's already been too late half a second oh you're done you're done battlefront one battlefront congratulations battlefront i cannot wait to play without hesitation (laughs) (laughs) um you you did bring up 
possible runner up for this category. I, I did. The because uh, originally we were like, oh, it's Battlefront. There's, I mean, what else is there? Um, and you know, so we want to do. We want to acknowledge the runner up, the South Park, uh, RPG sequel, the fractured but whole. <laughs> fractured, but whole. The fractured, but whole. Yes, the fractured butthole. <laughs> the fractured um, butthole. Well played, South Park folks. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is another title. It's actually sort of a sequel to another South Park game that was released. Yeah. Um, but that that'll be coming out later. But for the winner, Battlefront. Um, this was the game before Fallout Four was announced. That was the reason I was going to get an next gen <laughs> console. Yeah. Um, and and we've seen. Uh, bits and pieces of this game pretty much since the uh, the Star Wars celebration. Um, May the 4th, I believe. Yeah, was it, was it, was it, back then? it was early spring of, of 2015. Yeah, uh, we, we've known Battlefront's coming out. Yeah, this wasn't necessarily a surprise, but we are continuing to see more and more actual gameplay footage yeah. being released. And what they showed at E3. It's amazing. Oh, holy I, giblets. I am so excited to be on Hoth. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the big uh, gameplay scenes that they showed off at E3 was a Hoth battle. And in, in the sequence, it bounces back and forth from rebels to uh, stormtrooper. Yeah, I mean, to, snow troopers. To, to TIE fighter, to snow speeder. You got a guy in an AT-AT. Um, uh eventually ATA. Luke shows up and is having a lightsaber battle with Darth and there's just I mean I imagine you'll be able to be into in the ATSTs and the X-wings and the the Y-wings all the wings and oh, the- so many wings <laughs> tie interceptors come, come, do you need a break are you okay uh, can, you, can you continue cut cut <laughs> um so edit it out I need to change my pants I I read a couple of things about Battlefront uh, in preparation and just because I'm a, I'm a nerd and I, I wanted to read these things. Yeah. But a lot of people are talking about just how immersive battlefront really is as you're playing it. Yeah. Um, it really feels like you are playing in a star Wars movie. Um, and some of the reasons for that one, obviously great graphics, uh, really terrific music that's pulled like right from the films. Uh, and, and and you talk. I mean, <laughs> as a film major, you know that music is a huge part of a film, and it and it can immediately bring you into a scene or bring you kind of tie you back into that content. Thank you, Travis. Hey, I I want to acknowledge your <laughs> your your accomplishments. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Battlefront is really built on sort of key source material that already exist in the films yeah they're not presenting us with a new star wars you know storyline this isn't some sort of new character building that they're trying to do where oh you know you know force unleashed okay here's this new jedi guy that can do all this stuff right you know these are scenes that are recognizable this these are these are areas that we kind of know from the this is this is purely episodes one through six right and though we could do without most of one and three (laughs) uh you know it's it's still you know we're not we're not going off the cuff here you know it's it's everything you already know yeah and 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 it's it's not as much a linear storyline type of game as much as it is these big 
uh, multiplayer battles where you are in the fight. You're either first or third person. Um, you either securing some sort of uh, territory or, or yeah. just, you know, trying to knock out the other team. Did, did you play any of the other Battlefronts? I have not. No. Oh, I'll admit. You don't, you don't, you don't even know. I doubt. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, one of the things they, they are missing from the game, which is kind of disappointing, uh, two, actually two things. Um, so no space battles yet anyway. Um, uh, those those are those are awesome. Those were awesome in the in the original games. Um, and then secondly, there's not actually a single player game, so it's all it's it's purely multiplayer. Yeah, I I know that there's like a, some co op stuff you can do, but there, I think again that's still structured in sort of a multiplayer environment. Yeah, it's so there is co op, but it's co op. Um, if you if you ever played horde mode in any kind of, uh, you know, Call of Duty, they have zombies. Uh, Gears, Gears of War. Gears of War. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that it's that type of mode, which I'm not a huge fan of those types, types of things. Sure. Because I'm like, I get through five waves and I'm like, I'm done. All I know is either collaboratively or against each other, we are going to be tearing that galaxy a new one. <laughs> Even if we're on the same team, <laughs> I promise you I'm, I'm going to fly an X-Wing <laughs> right at you. You will do your best to destroy I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's, I, I, that's I guess, who I am. I guess the one critique that could be said for this title is because it is so heavily ingrained in Star Wars. Um, for fan, for people that aren't necessarily fans of Star Wars, which I don't know who you are, and you should probably, <laughs> you should probably fix you should, that. You should force choke yourself <laughs> if you know what that is. Because anyway, <laughs> um, but if you're not a huge fan of Star Wars, this is this game is probably not going to affect you the same way that it would uh those that yeah you know have a soul but but so. I, I know i know a ton of people who i am going to play the game with yes you are one of them yes for sure here's what i know this game comes out november 17th you will have an xbox one by then definitely <laughs> but as we've stated and i've gone through a lot of this stuff november 17th battlefront halo 5 guardians october 27th fallout november 10th Tomb Raider November fifteenth. It's gonna it's gonna be a busy two Q four. Too many games Bruh. on the dance floor. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to take some time off work just to <laughs> kind of keep up. Um, but yes, we are both excited about Battlefront. I know some of you are as well. Listening, which brings us to our listener, our our listener favorite category. Um, we we pulled the good folks that that follow us both. Uh, on Twitter at Apathusiast, as well as that, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show, as well as our personal Facebook yes. pages. Um, we also, we, we also we, just walked up to random people on the street. Um, <laughs> I might've done some sky writing. I asked my wife <laughs> and she said, what is E3? I don't, I That's don't know. Funny. It's the same thing my wife said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, across the board, we had a lot of, um, varying responses yes uh for this category there was one favorite but before we get to that we do we do want to highlight some of the other um notable announcements that came out uh yes that our that our listeners were interested in uh the first thing was uh playstation view yeah uh this is not this is this would sort of fall into the best console update category again this isn't really game related but there was an announcement from 
Sony that the PlayStation 4 will have a, a feature called PlayStation View, which is all about watching television on your PlayStation. Right. Basically, what I got out of it is they are going to allow you to subscribe to cable networks a la carte. Yes. So instead of buying an expensive cable package where you have to get like 15 channels that you don't really watch in order to watch the one channel you care about, if you really just want Comedy Central, you subscribe to that. If you really want A&E or something like that, boom. Boom. There that's, it is. That's that's the channel you're subscribing to. What what are your initial thoughts on PlayStation View? Uh, so we, we've talked about the a la carte and the the evolution of, of cable industry and how they're going to have to change. Right? If you haven't heard that episode, go back and download episode that one. It's, Get on it. It is so far back It's there. back in the backlogs. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we've, we've talked about that. And, uh, you know, so I think PlayStation, they're, they're coming back and they're like, hey, you know, uh, Sling TV, they're they're doing this. Xbox One has the Sling TV capability. Um, you know, we should we should incorporate that into what we have, and I think it's a good move because um, the the listener who suggested this, Chris, you know, he's like, I I can save sixty to a hundred dollars by by getting rid of cable and just having this this PlayStation View for the channels I want to watch. Yeah, and and I think that was emphasized more in past E3s where especially Xbox tries to promote the Xbox One not just as a gaming system but as a entire entertainment system where you can watch TV through it and and access a lot of online content. Yeah. Not so much the focus this year really this E3 was all about the games. Yeah. But this announcement from PlayStation a really great way to kind of get into that market as far as streaming television through your device. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that for, for those who don't know that that sling exists and for those who, who own a PS4 already, like they're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. This is almost for those who, who already had the PS4. It, it might, it might make a difference for those who are on the, the edge of like, well, which which system do I want to and, buy? and realistically and and the tr- you know I'm a cord cutter uh, I I haven't had cable for a while now I use Sling TV I subscribe to HBO now um, I have Netflix yeah. I have I have a lot of different ways now that I access content yeah legitimately uh, you, to to be able to watch it you know over air antenna which is sort of a, a must if you if you're a cord cutter. Um, this is just another one of those options that you can kind of stack on there. Yeah. And, and it's sort of a thing that you kind of have to look out for as someone that's moving away from cable is okay. If there's content out there that is available through this means and I can access and tap into that, I'm going to do it. So, uh, it's just, I, I, I'm really excited to see more uh, yeah. companies and more devices that that are helping to digitally distribute this kind of content and to, to and viewers. competition breeds innovation so you know like initially i was like guys guys uh <laughs> sling tv is already out there but you know it's it's important to have those competing companies you and, know? and and to completely segue the whole thing but it's really it's it's telling that these cable networks are willing to to offer up their channels to a company like Sony yeah. 
and say, hey, if you can get us additional viewers <laughs> yeah. because the, the cable market's kind of in a weird state of transition. Yeah. Um, I, I know. I, th- I think it's, it's a good sign. So yeah. PlayStation view, a few other things that people brought up the final fantasy seven remake. Yes. Um, so it'll be, it'll come first to PlayStation and, and then everybody and, else. And that's okay. But then it'll, then it'll go to everybody else, which is why we, we didn't include it in our, uh, Exclusive PS4 category. exclusive, right. yeah. Um, so, so I just played through Final Fantasy VII for the first time um, while I was in Korea. Okay. So last year, mm-hmm. uh, my my friend Zach, our friend Zach, uh, yeah. I'd say probably more my friend than, than yours, just because you hung out with him more out there. <laughs> yeah, and and he carried me home when I was driving. I was his boss for a while. Oh, Zach, if you if you listen to this at all, <laughs> he doesn't. Shout out. He doesn't. Right. Do you, Zach? Do you? Um, no. Uh, so so yeah, I played Final Fantasy VII, and uh, you know, I it was a good good game, good story. I spent so much so much time on it. <laughs> uh, so you know, I was excited to see an actual remake because I bought the the remastered version, which is like like they barely did anything to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. They like they added like they smoothed the textures maybe. Here, okay, here's the like telling crap. thing for me, all right? Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake, it's going to be like a next-gen game, great graphics, great, awesome. Yeah. Original Final Fantasy VII is coming to iOS in the next year. <laughs> iOS, the, th- the phone you carry around in your pocket or yeah. the iPad that you have next to your bed or whatever is going to be able to run Final Fantasy VII. So that's how I'm going to play it. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's how I'm going to get into the, the series. But I mean, you, um, you, sh- if, if, I mean, I don't think you have time to play an RPG like that really on, on like a, on a console. Well, we, we already talked about how busy my fall and, and winter. Are gonna <laughs> yeah. Be, so yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it'll, it'll take a lot of time out of you, but if you could, I would say that I would, I would save yourself for the remake the high sure. definition remake because yeah. they're for any of those out there who've played Final Fantasy 7 you know there are some weird scenes in there that you're like do they how are they going to make this high definition yeah right um, <laughs> so I, I think they might kind of cut the fat so to speak on, on some of that stuff and, and we'll make see. it and, we'll and make it a little bit uh, better game um, which is already a great game rolling through a couple more uh some some people were really pumped about Hololens. Uh, there was a there was a Microsoft demo where they showed Hololens, uh, Minecraft, yeah, uh, being being played basically on a table. Uh, I don't want to talk about Hololens because we dedicated half an episode to it. <laughs> if yeah. if you care about Hololens, go back and listen to that. Um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, have you have you played any Ghost Recon games? I played a Ghost Recon game for the three sixty. Uh, many years ago, uh, probably you close have, to a decade ago. You have so no, you have no. I I'm not ties to it. I'm not personally pumped for it. <laughs> uh, there were there were a lot of like Tom Clancy, uh, you know, Rainbow Six is getting a, a new game, uh, some new Call of Duty coming out. <laughs> you know, all you know, Duty. great stuff. If if you're into those the shooters, I'm sure there's going to be great so, stuff coming up for those. So I, I you know, um. Uh, Chip, who brought up Ghost Recon, I'm I, I agree with him there because 
I haven't had a good Ghost Recon game in a while. I, I wasn't a Rainbow Six fan. Um, Splinter Cell was was so so, you know. I I um, played me some Splinter Cell. Oh, back, really? in, back in the day. Whatever. Well, I mean, they didn't announce the Splinter Cell game. I'm just saying. But yeah. Sure. Uh, and and what was what was the other? oh uh, not the district um what 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 whatever the other game was <laughs> not the district the division the or? division yeah. there you go yeah i don't care about that <laughs> that that is almost like an arma clone you know uh but um so ghost recon i had so much fun with that like planning stuff and just going in there almost the one to two hit kills i don't know i I'm looking forward to that, if if we're honest with each other. I, I, Are we honest with each other? That's all I ask for is honesty for me. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. Um, um, one big title we haven't covered. Yes. And this was a huge announcement in... That's my fault. I turned my phone back on just to make sure my wife wasn't texting me. Not, not dead, yeah. One last announcement... And we, we didn't we didn't cover it all in, in the show yet. Uh, a lot of people were excited about it. Shenmue three. Yes, this uh, this was an announcement during the Sony event. Uh, it was not an announcement for the game coming out per se, but more an announcement for a Kickstarter for the game. Um, I know I had to Google what Shenmue was. Uh, when the announcement came out because I didn't own a Dreamcast and right. I didn't play uh, either one or two uh, for the original titles <laughs> of this game. Um, but based on how well the Kickstarter is doing, I would say that there are a lot of people very excited about this game. Yeah. The um, uh, the, the target uh, funding limit for the, the Kickstarter was $2 million. I think they reached $1 million in like... In, 90 minutes yeah it wasn't that long at all and they were like up to 3 million over like a day and a half two days so that said people are putting their money where their mouth is people are very excited about this game and I just don't happen to be one of them yeah I'm (laughs) I'm not excited about it Um, I understand the the want and the need for that game to come out for the the people who've played it Uh, my problem with the game is that it's not a game yet Sony dedicated their time to announce a Kickstarter announcement, <laughs> right? And and we have covered that you have some feelings about a, a major developer or major company using Kickstarter to help fund any sort of content. Right. And so, so my problem with, with Shenmue, you know, like $2 million isn't enough to develop a game. I, I I understand that. Um, as as people have told me about Star Citizen since that episode is <laughs> uh, um So what they're using, it's kind of weird how they're doing it. They're using Kickstarter nowadays more so as a gauge of interest. Yeah, they're, that's a good point. They're using they're using Kickstarter for fans to gauge their interest by donating money to it. Which and, and a lot of these Kickstarters will, depending on the amount of money that you donate, allow you to get either early access or a, you know, pre basically giving you the pre-order of the game or something like right. that. To to the extent where, yes, it is a way to gauge the interest, but 
it's not hanging those people out to dry. It, you know, they're they're gonna get not only the game but maybe additional perks as yeah. well. Yeah. So so basically, what Sony is doing is they're like, hey, you get two million dollars at least, and and we'll help you fund the rest of it. Right. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Kickstarter. Thank. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, st- I still ha- I still have an issue with it, but uh, but that is that is coming at some point unless it's like some failed Kickstarter campaigns where they just get tons of money and then never actually come up with an actual product. <laughs> yeah. All of that said, with with the award for biggest lead in to uh, a category, the listener favorite was. Fallout 4. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't oh, yeah. actually announce but let's it. Let's actually get to the point. Fallout 4. That, yeah. That, that's listener favorite. Which we, we covered Fallout um a we, little bit, we, but fa- yeah. it's... Fallout Shelter, Fallout 4. Like, Fallout is the is the clear winner. It's the hot topic of, right of, now of the amongst the listeners. Um, which leads us into, sadly, our last category of the evening sadly which is i mean we've had we've had some laughs we, we we've had some cries um it's it's been a lot of fun but it's time to recognize what we here at apathetic enthusiasm feel is <laughs> the best overall winner of e3 2015 with, with the subtitle of shut up and take my money yes <laughs> and the award goes to it starts with an f and ends with an all out four. <laughs> uh, Fallout F and four is is uh, is our choice for best overall. Uh, and I think we I, we alluded to it earlier when we talked about this for um, biggest surprise. But I am so excited to waste tons of time on this game. Yeah, I I, uh, I they introduced a, a crafting system into the game where. Yeah. Yep. All the little knickknacks and items that you can pick up throughout the world, you can actually combine into weapon upgrades. And um, there's there's this whole, I mean, you've kind of referred to it as like a Minecraft aspect, but you have yeah. like a base station uh, yeah, uh, where that you can customize and build up. And there's just so much, the level of depth that they're, that they've advertised so far in this game to me, I just, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah. It, what, what, aside from the crafting aspect, to me, what's most interesting is the story aspect of the game. They, you know, they've already established that, like, this guy, it, it starts before the apocalypse happens, right? Right. Like that, that, you know, we talked about that's when you develop your character. Um, but a lot of that transfers over into the post apocalyptic world. Where you know what you're you're continuing like they they showed it in the the announcement trailer right where it's like um, it they're walking through the house and it's it's going back and forth between the post and the pre yeah and 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 that they, they show some of that early on but I would not be surprised to see some of that appear later in the game as well where you kind of see glimpses of what these areas looked like yeah before the bomb started exactly falling. and and this is uh. From what I know of Fallout, this is the first time they've done something like this. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I in Fallout Three, I think there was like a there was like a a segment where you're kind of in this sort of VR environment and you walked <laughs> through kind of a more 
conventional looking scene but again this was it was more of an experimental type thing right um not to it wasn't actually back in the past so um i don't know i'm pumped you get a dog dog meat i mean dog meat (laughs) frost man ice ice guy (laughs) so uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun um and and that's it i think anything else you have to say about any of these games or any of this e3 in general e3 e3 was was good was good times you know and and i've seen a lot of arguments online about sony versus microsoft nobody really cares about nintendo because nintendo they they blew their load all throughout the everybody just loves nintendo like (laughs) deep down in your heart you know you love nintendo yeah they're just they're just they don't care about the graphics you know star fox is coming out but it's it still kind of looks like it was developed for n64 it doesn't matter you know what (laughs) It's gonna but be fun. They've got they've got good stuff, you know, and uh, you know the difference between Sony and Microsoft. Sony has really good games coming out. No Man's Sky, um, you know, Dreams, obviously. Um, uh, Mike, uh, did I say Microsoft has those coming out? I think you said Sony. Sony has all this, stuff, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but you know, like their their stuff is is still coming out TBD sometime 2016 and later. Uh, Microsoft, they they have more of the um, the games coming out in this year, right? Near term. Um, so same same thing with Nintendo. I, I think so. You know, whoever you are, a Sony fanboy, Microsoft fanboy, game fanboy, uh, there's something for everybody coming up. Yeah. Um, we would love to know what you guys think. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, what what was your favorite? event from e3 what what do you like with our awards what do you completely disagree with uh we welcome that opinion we welcome all <laughs> dissenting opinions <laughs> um and really thank you for listening uh if if we if we manage to do this podcast for another year i would love to do this again at the next e3 heck heck yeah um with that said uh thank you for listening if you like the show please do us a favor head out to your podcatcher of choice whether that be iTunes or Stitcher or what or whatever, and uh, give us a five star review. It really helps out the show, helps other people to find the show as well. Um, that's it. That's I'm, all. That's all we've got, guys. Um, as always, thank you for listening. And I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we will talk to you next week. We will talk to you next year at E3 2016. The show ran long. All award shows do. All award shows roll long. It just happens. Directed by Travis. Gaffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.